Welcome. This is Anastasia Glova bringing you the Cato Daily Podcast. Be sure to log on to our website, www.cato.org, for a full archive of our podcast as well as many other audio offerings. On Thursday, November 16th, the Cato Institute will host its 24th annual monetary conference addressing Federal Reserve policy in the face of crises. In the midst of twin deficits, unfunded liabilities, and a falling dollar value, should the Federal Reserve do anything to avert a prospective crisis? Chairman of the Cato Institute, William Niskanen, who will be speaking at the conference, has a few words to say in today's podcast. Is the dollar in dire straits? Why is it falling? I think it's falling for two reasons. One is a rate of growth of total demand in the United States is too high. Our inflation rate is above target. The second is that we're running a very large trade deficit. And the combination of those reasons has led to a slight but progressive decline in the dollar, rather less, in fact, than I have anticipated. What about unfunded liabilities such as Social Security and Medicare? What is their impact on the value of the dollar? Well, that's a great puzzle. We have unfunded liabilities for Social Security and Medicare that are many times the explicit debt of the federal government. One of our colleagues estimates that it's on the order of $65 trillion, which is about five times the annual output of the United States. And it is a puzzle to us and to others as to why that implicit debt has not had the effect on the market that one have expected. We can't tell. Should the Fed respond to prospective financial crises or let markets work themselves out? The Fed tries to avoid financial crises by regulation. We have a deposit insurance system that reduces the prospect of a run. We have a variety of regulations that reduces the prospect that a run might lead to a crisis. But these measures themselves actually increase the probability of a run. So the Fed occasionally then has to respond to financial crises after the fact. And that requires a great deal of judgment about which crises to respond to at all and how much. The Fed typically responds to a financial crisis by putting a lot of money into the market quickly and then taking it out slowly over a period of time. And that has often been effective in making a financial crisis smaller than it would otherwise be, but it also increases the cost to the economy over time because it leads to a high variance of total demand in the economy. You have a inflation surge for a period of time that you risk a slight recession when the Fed takes the money out. Would you say that Greenspan's technique of providing liquidity in response to a crisis has worked well in the past? Well, he uh, responded to two crises, one of which happened only about two months after he was inaugurated in 1987. And that was the pattern that he followed, is putting a lot of money in the market quickly. But in both of those crises, he put too much money into the market, and total demand in the United States increased relative to the trend. And then when they tried to reduce demand relative to the trend level, we had slight recessions in 1991 and again in 2001. And how should the Fed be responding right now to a prospective crisis that many are talking about and worried about? Well, I think the Fed needs to worry primarily about the rate of growth of demand in the economy. And if that's still too high, then they should continue to tighten. Now, there may be no way under those circumstances to avoid a small recession, but it's also probably necessary to avoid staying with an inflation rate that is too high. The Basel II regulations, which will go into effect in Europe in January of next year, are they a good idea for the U.S. to follow? I think not. They're much too complicated. It's not even clear to bankers what the effects will be. A colleague at the American Enterprise Institute has described it as a bridge too far, remembering the World War II experience. 
it is much too complicated, and we should think much more carefully about this issue before they're put into effect. In what respect are they too complicated? Well, it requires very complicated risk calculations based upon the combination of assets in the bank's portfolio. We already have a rather simple form of this regulation called Basel I, but that regulation itself has caused considerable problems and probably caused or at least contributed to the recession in 2001. It caused, for example, banks to load up on government securities and to load up on mortgages but it caused uh, commercial and industrial loans, which feed the economic growth. It caused them not to grow at all for five years in a row. If you enjoyed this program, consider subscribing to Cato Audio, a dynamic 60-minute monthly recording that brings you inside the Cato Institute for highlights from exceptional one-of-a-kind lectures and events on key issues of the day presented by nationally known scholars, authors, and political leaders. Cato Audio is available on our website as well as on iTunes and audible.com.